Those of you who got an invite, welcome to Nerd Prom. <laughs> no matter where in the world you are, we're all Nerds International. With the hyphen. Today's episode of the Tabletop Twats is brought to you by the team that did the Mass Effect Andromeda facial animations. Coming at you live from France, circa 1889, it's me, Nicola Amley, Lamb Slice. And me, Harrison Hunt, aka The Artifact. And we are... The Tabletop Twats! <laughs> so, this is a RPG Tabletop RPG podcast all about... What is it, Nick? Tabletop RPG podcast on which podcasts are talked about. Exactly. So no, we don't talk about podcasts. No, we don't. We talk about RPGs. Podcasts. Pubbot, what we do? And beep, boop, 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 boop. We talk about RPGs. That's the one. Thank, Thank you, you God. Without him, what would we do? I know. <laughs> um, well, um, today, yes, we've got um, lots of stuff for you. We've got what you've been slaying. We've got the main subject, which this time is going to be family, family games. friendly games, yeah. So it's games that you can play with your kids, with your family, stuff that you can play when you've got the in-laws around. You know, stuff yep. that's um, easy to play with anyone, basically. Have a laugh. Exactly. And then we got Inside the Mind of the Masters. It's a new uh, new one where a documentary segment. We've got the Chamber of Challenges. We've got Electro Letters. And then we've got our famous, our world famous outro. World renowned outro. <laughs> so it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a humdinger. Exactly. So let's get on with it. Let's get on. Oi! Yeah. What you slaying? This is what you've been slaying, and we've been slaying some stuff, haven't we? Yeah. Fresh off of slaying from last night. Yeah. We last night we played some Winter Eternal, and mm-hmm. we'll try to keep this brief. Um, but what happened was was that um, the team were chasing a uh, scrap golem that mm-hmm. was made out of gears, and this scrap golem had an unholy urge to um, basically run to a digging site in one of the dwarven mines. Echo. Exactly. It was going to echo. And um, so Winter Eternal is a bloody setting for Savage Worlds. And it's where the sun done, gone and goofed up. And basically, this golem, uh, yeah, it was made of all gears and shit. And the team were chasing it down. And toasters. And toasters Mm -hmm. and all of this kind of stuff. And the team were chasing it down and it wanted to get back to this mine. And even it didn't know why. But everything that got in its way, it was killing it. And when it got there, it found that um, it was uh, like a part of this wall and that somebody had previously gone there and taken all the gears and made it into a construct. Mm -hmm. And then it deconstructed itself and became part of that wall again where all the gears previously were and found that it was actually part of some sort of... uh, What was it? Like a plane-shifting device. Super super machine, yeah. Yeah. Supercomputer. Well, not a computer, but yeah. Well, it kind of was. Supercomputer then. Yeah. It was cool. That allowed people to shift into different planes of reality. Yeah. Like uh, alternate dimensions. It's like that. It's like that theory, isn't it? That there's there's infinite amount of Earths that are all slightly different. Mm. And uh, yeah, and we kept switching. Well, no, it was all it was all the same same uh, idea, 
completely different things, but it was everything kept repeating, and we was trying to get our hands on the artifact. Yeah, so it would always be the same set of characters, but different versions of yeah. them. There would always be the friend that you had with you, Julia, but it would always be a different version of that character. Mm. The golem would always be there, but it would be a slightly different version of the golem, and there would always be an artifact that you had to get, which would be a replacement for the computer. And so... From a mine in the Winter Eternal world, you went to a cyberpunk 1920s setting with robots. Dave's Dirty Magazines. Dave's Dirty Magazines, where you were after an artifact that <laughs> yeah. was, in fact, a uh, comic book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Silver Shroud. Yeah, Silver Shroud. Number one. <laughs> number one, and it was a rare comic book, and you yeah. had a robot called J0071A with you, who was the replacement for Julia, and he's like, give me the comic book! And it was in, yeah, it was in like a secret hatch underneath him, and we grabbed the Silver Shroud, and then that blinked out into another existence. Yeah, as soon as you touched um, the, the artifact, you then went to another um, existence, and you were on a plane, and you were soldiers, yeah. and then you blinked into another existence, and you you every time you got to the artifact, you went into another, and between these realities, you, you were able to talk to, to the machine and the, the golem, who was now the machine, and he kept on saying, I don't understand! And <laughs> why is this happening? And yeah. you were trying to reason with him and trying to figure out why you kept on shifting between these realities. And he, and he didn't was, know either, did he? Yeah, and you were trying to talk, and, and he was like, I think I might be a computer that shifts between realities. <laughs> and you were and you were like, okay, we need to figure out what to do! And then <laughs> yeah. you'd be like, just before you could try and figure it out, it'd be like, boop! And you'd be like, next reality, you're in, you're in like France in in 1889. On a giant bridge. Yeah, like fighting some sword fighter, and he's like, the artifact sends his regards. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> and then you was geared up for this big fight, and we was all in like single file because it was like a short rickety bridge that was um, attached to a lighthouse. A light lighthouse? I can never speak in the morning. Lighthouse. Lighthouse. Um, lighthouse, and it was crazy high, wasn't it? We didn't mm. know how high, but super high, like clouds between the clouds and stuff. You couldn't see the bottom. And um, we were like, shit, we've got to take this guy on. And then Sean was like, should we shake the bridge? And we was like, oh, yes, do that. So we just shook him off the bridge. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> but and he was falling for ages, still fighting us. But in that reality, your your friend Julia um, was a um, famous fighter pilot. She was Red Baron, wasn't she? Yeah, she was the Red Baron. And she came along. You couldn't see her, but she came along just as you killed the guy in the plane. And uh, Sean, his mate. <laughs> yeah, Sean immediately thought it was a bad guy and threw a flaming torch at her. And she, uh, the plane set on fire, and she's like, "Ah, why have you done this, Vasquez?" And then she just like flew flaming uh, in a wreck into the side of the lighthouse. Poor Jules. Yeah, and then um, then there was an amazing bit as as you got into the lighthouse, which was like this impossibly high lighthouse, because all the realities started to make no sense as they got further and further down the rabbit hole that's right yeah and um, yeah then James <laughs> jumped down the, the lighthouse it was like this impossibly long stairwell and he was just falling down <laughs> yeah. and he was just falling down infinitely as this sort of like battle was happening and he saw in this reality the artifact was was a bad guy and he was like falling down oh, and down poisoned and down. Francis what does what does it I have poisoned the, the water supply of the entirety of France. And we was like, why, man? And you were like... Because I was bullied. <laughs> yeah. Just out of a grudge against France for being treated like shit. Yeah. And um, yeah, James just jumped down the middle bit of the stairwell, which is like a spiral, <laughs> and he just fell. And then as he fell, he just he just popped the guy with a gun. As he fell, yeah. he's like... Pow! And he killed him. He was like, ah! Anyway, yeah, they um, basically shot the guy and, um, yeah, then, then touched him because he was the artifact. And then... Uh, 
yeah, and booped into another reality. And they, they figured out that they, what they tried to do in the end, to cut a long story short, is rewound the realities. But because Julia had died, she wasn't able to come back. But they used the energy of her soul to reset all the realities back to where they were before. But this meant that she no longer existed. And not only did she not exist, she never existed. And That's it, right, yeah. Her, her soul... and She's erased her, from existence. Yeah, and using that energy, um, erasing her from existence, allowed them to return to the time that they had mm-hmm. come from before. So Sean's character Vasquez took a hit though, didn't he? He, he lost did. Some soul. Yeah, he lost some of his soul and thus his uh, some of his willpower <laughs> was was drained. And it, when they got back he was like, I feel a bit dumber, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was a it was a bloody strange one. Let's call it what it is. Yeah, it was weird. Weird and wonderful, but it was a laugh. Yeah. They am Gary Galaxco. I played a, uh, a session of Shadowrun this week as well, which is also bloody oh, weird. Oh, what happens? Um, yeah, so basically, um, in in our Shadowrun game, the um, the the team are not really doing Shadowruns at this point. One of them is trying to run for president, but his um, approval rating is so low because of an incident that happened to him recently, which I won't get into, but... Um, his approval rating is so low, um, so none of the parties, current parties, will take him on as a candidate. So what he's doing is they're starting a new party called the Mutant League Party, um, and they're trying to get people that haven't voted before on board. So like all the people that have taken too many drugs, too many cybernetics, yeah. and and like all, all the scumbags of society, they're trying to get them out and get them get voting. Their vote. So yeah, they've they've created the Mutant League Party, and then. Um, then they're sitting in their base, right, which is an oil rig just off the um, the coast of East Asia. Yeah. And they're sitting in their base, and um, their campaign manager comes down, and he's like, um, he's like, okay, look, I think the Mutant League party, you know, it's a great idea, all of this, but he, I think that um, you need to come up with a uh, a good campaign strategy because your opponent, um, you know, the guy who's running against you in the Republican Party, Hulk Hogan, um, he's got a bit of a, a better strategy than you, and he's like, here. Let's check it out. And he puts on a video on YouTube and he's like, this is one of his uh, recent uh, talks on TV. And Hulk Hogan's just holding up this rotating disc with like a pattern on it up to the TV and it's going, <laughs> he's like, yeah, and it's, he's got this device called the hypno disc. Oh, okay. And um, they all have to roll willpower saves. And uh, yeah, and the uh, this guy, um, their campaign manager's put these sunglasses on that's like warding him against the hypno disc. And so they know he's got this powerful hypnotic um, weaponized disc that apparently came from. Um, a, a, it was an accident that somebody back on the TV show Robot Wars made a robot that accidentally hypnotized people, <laughs> and then the Republicans in America went and bought it off them, and the TV show Robot Wars got cancelled, and then they weaponized it and used it to win um, political campaigns. And so now the Mutant League party are going to steal it off the Republicans. And so what they did is they knew that Hulk Hogan was having a title fight against uh, Bruce Willis, who in this universe is a wrestler, not an actor. And they went to... Um, does, he like John, does he look like John McLean from Die Hard? He does. And yes. They, they, went to, uh, they went to Holly uh, no Las Vegas to Planet Hollywood, the restaurant, um, where they knew the title fight was happening that night. Uh, no, it was the next night. Uh, anyway, they went there to go to um, try and steal the hypno disc from yeah. from Hollywood Hulk Hogan, and they uh, they're very rich at this point, so they booked a um, 
what do you call it? A the the top room in a hotel penthouse, the penthouse suite mm-hmm. in the Bellagio, right? Oh, lovely. Which where they could see Planet Hollywood. Yeah. And what they did is they bought a bunch of C4, the highest rating you could possibly get. <laughs> so to put that in perspective, explosives that, that are used for demolition, right, mm-hmm. to blow up buildings are rating five, right? And they bought C4 that was rating twenty five, <laughs> and they bought six of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the power of a, a fucking atom bomb. Yeah, I mean, this is used to destroy, you know, military-grade vehicles. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Oh, and they shit. bought six of them, and they put them all over the roof and all over in the corners of Planet Hollywood, then went in to watch the fight to see if there was an opportunity. Um, long story short, they didn't, and then they just left and blew it the fuck up. Um, Hollywood Hogan just about managed to escape, and they saw him... Uh, legging it in a jeep to Area 51 in the Nevada desert (laughs) and they followed him in their helicopter and just saw saw him going they were following him following him following him and um, then they got a uh, anonymous communications coming in saying um, yeah please leave you know all of this kind of bollocks and so they were like, fuck, well, we have to leave. So they left, got far enough away so they weren't being seen. And then uh, Hardpoint, who's a drone rigger, quickly rigged a bunch of C4 to his drone yeah. and then just flew it into Area, 50, Area 51. He got it high enough so that he would be able to not be seen and then blew up the spaceship that he saw when he was um, when he was flying in on his helicopter because <laughs> he thought, well, Hulk Hogan's going to try and escape on that. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. And he just blew up the spaceship. But, but then they just flew back to China, to their base. So I was like, well, now Hulk Hogan knows he's being followed. And now he's going to go into hiding. And they've gone back to China, so they've given him time to escape. Yeah. So they fucked it. He's gone now. They fucked the mission. Oh, man. It was a really cool mission. I mean, they blew up Planet Hollywood and were chasing Hulk Hogan down through the desert. But like t- Towards Area 51, as you know. Yeah, it was a well good session. Really, really good. But I can't help but feel they fucked the mission. And... Um, what are they going to do now? Well, I don't know. They've got to keep pushing... They've got to keep staying on the campaign trail for well, Mutant League. I, I don't know. Maybe um, listeners could send in suggestions. Because I, I, that's what I was saying. They could, mm-hmm. they, could, um, they could stay on the campaign trail for Mutant League. But they don't really have a hypno disc, and Hulk Hogan does. That's true. Um, they don't have the budget that he does. Not only that, I was saying they could hire hackers to try and hack the best security on, on the planet. But they don't. They're, although they're rich, they don't have that kind of money. Yeah, they're not super rich. Um, so I don't really know. I think really the campaign's fucked. Their their, their campaign for world dominance is fucked. At okay. Least. So listeners, is that the end of the road for the savage? It, it, uh, the Savage Shadow Bun Crew. The Shadow Bun Crew. Yeah. I mean, let let me know. I mean, if there's if you can think of a way to carry on this world dominance, let me know because mm-hmm. I think I think Hulk Hogan would have gone into hiding at that point. And he's got a hypno disc, so he's infinitely powerful. He's. I think he's won. He's got to take over the world. What, what was going to happen? What yeah. was going to happen is that I thought they were going to follow him because I didn't think they were going to give him a chance to get away because otherwise he would have gone into hiding. Yeah. And he was going to get in the the rocket ship and go to the moon. And I thought they were going to try and get in and follow him, and they were going to f- try and fight him on the moon. I, that's what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was going to be the epic finale to this Shadowrun campaign. <laughs> but um, unfortunately, they were like, "We don't really stand a chance against Area 51." So they just listened to the radio. All right, then, sorry. <laughs> they did unfortunately they were like you know what these guys mean business we better get back to the base well and I can understand what they're thinking though because they're going to think that if they don't then there's all these kind of jet fighters are going to start coming out and they're not going to have a chance against like a load of aircraft it's the one time they've ever done that though uh, okay they're, they're, that's <laughs> not them yeah it's weird yeah. Um, 
usually they're the sort of blow up Planet Hollywood and kill Kane and the Undertaker types. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, um, yeah, that was that was Shadowbun. But you you bought a new product. We got new products. Yeah, we got new products. Um, uh, yeah, so I picked up um, another mutant one. It's a standalone book, or it can play with the mutant Year Zero book. So that's really what nice. And in short, and it's called Mutant uh, Animal People Knifing Each Other Up. <laughs> no, that's the that's just the cover. Uh, no, it's called Gen Lab Alpha, and um, essentially you play a part human, part animal. Um, and yeah, you, do you know what I used to make a um, make a joke all the time at work that whenever somebody was talking about RPGs, yeah, that I always wanted to be half shark. <laughs> and there was a guy <laughs> I mentioned this before. There was a guy that did a. Um, uh, an RPG of a book that he wrote mm. and it was a really really serious book it was really badly written and I kept on saying that I wanted to be half shark all the time yeah and um, to wind him up because he was like can you take this more seriously please it's my book and I I'd, so in this game got could, to be half shark could you be half shark uh no oh bugger <laughs> sorry mate you can be half lizard though yeah you can amphibious be, lizard you could be lizard you could be snakes you can be bears raccoons um squirrels rats, awesome. moose Mooses. Oh, that'd be, I'd love to be a moose. <laughs> they're actually quite elusive, <laughs> and they're. I know that's quite a donkey. Se- <laughs> yeah, they're quite secretive and that. You got, and the cats are at war with the rats, and it's cool. There's all politics and. That and sounds very good. Within it. But well, yeah. So, once I've read more, we'll do a we'll do a thing on it. Mutant Year Zero Gen Lab Alpha. Have a look at that. Check it out. So it's um, awesome. I've been having a conversation with JC. Lock, Mr. Jolly GM. Yeah, he um, recommended some mech games to me. Um, he recommended Mechton Zeta. Yeah. And Bubblegum Crisis. Bubblegum Crisis. So I've bought Bubblegum Crisis off Facebook. I haven't got that yet. And I picked up GURPS Mecha, um, which wasn't one he recommended to me, but I, I looked into it and it looks bloody wicked. So I bought that. Um, this has really, really robust rules for creating mechs, and you can create them in all sizes. Because I know that Mechton Zeta had uh, it was a good mecha RPG actually probably the best one you can get but unfortunately it was quite um, expensive to get here mm. and for creating uh, gigantic mechs and for creating small road sized mechs you had to buy two different books oh. and this GURPS mecha book that uh, has the rules for both in one um, so you've got road size giant size and gargantuan gargantuan size. Yeah, all in one. So, nice. um, yeah, it looks really, really good. And if you're familiar with the GURPS rules, which we are and we really mm-hmm. like, this uh, looks like a wicked book. Um, looks like it was made with a lot of love for the for the um, source material as well. It's got, like, Ghost in the Shell type stuff in there and Gundam type stuff in there too. So that is GURPS Mecha. And mm. surprisingly affordable as well. I picked this up for... Good condition. For... Uh, two quid, bruv. Two it's, it had a little imperfection on the front. You can see where somebody's torn off a price label. Um, it's hard to find because I drew. Oh over. yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah. But the guy sent me um, some dice to make up for it, but um, it was only two pounds and then four pounds for postage, so six pounds total. And some dice. Yeah, but the actual inside is really nice. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. So I like the art. Yeah, the artwork's quite good, isn't it? For mm-hmm. for a uh, Western drawn anime style. Isn't yeah, it's it? very um, cool. Yeah, so we're going to be playing that soon, and Bubblegum Crisis. Bubblegum Crisis should be playing that soon too. So that is GURPS Mecha. Um, have a look at that. If you've, if you, any of you listening are into GURPS, have a look at it because um, it's quite affordable. You'll see some I- idiots selling idiots. it on eBay for like forty pounds, um, but you can probably pick it up for about fifteen to twenty quid. Mm-hmm. And for what you'd get in there, 
Um, it's amazing. There's no flavor text. It's all items. It's all business. No bullshit. No bullshit in there. So yeah, um, let's go up to Mecca, and that is, what is that. We've been saying. <laughs> yeah. So uh, without further fucking about, let's move on to the next seg. Boo boo chabubu. Let's segue. <laughs> let's boo boo chabubu, <laughs> motherfuckers. Mate. Subject. main subject all right so this is the main subject this the main subject is going to be family games and games you can play with your kids um first off what we want to do is we want to talk about the last time we made a podcast that had a sexy subject we did as a podcast about um the uh big villain the big bad guy and during that podcast, we talked we talked about a erotic a certain Mister Chuck Chuck Tingle who is in who is a erotic writer, and yeah. he wrote a book called Pounded in the Butt by a Raptor or something like that. Ra- your raptor butt. And so invasion. we named the podcast Pounded in the Butt by the Big Villain, and mm-hmm. nobody downloaded it. Nope. Then when we renamed it, people started downloading it. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately. We've lied to you, listeners. It's all a ruse. It's all a ruse. This this podcast is not about family games. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. This podcast is a sex episode. <laughs> Woohoo! Woo! <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, because we thought if we named it about what it really is, nobody would download it. So, today we are talking you about... You need to know about this. <laughs> you need to know about this. Today we're talking about a semi-famous book for D&D 3.5. It is called The Book of Erotic Fantasy, and it is by Gwendolyn F.M. Kestrel, which is quite a sexy name. It's quite a cool name, yeah. And Duncan Scott. Hello. <laughs> which is not a sexy name. My name's Duncan. Du- Hello, I'm Duncan Scott. Let's talk about <laughs> boobs. So, let's talk about boobies. <laughs> um, so, yeah, The Book of Erotic Fantasy for D&D 3.5 edition is a... Um, it's a book which adds a lot of um, filthy stuff yeah. to your game. and But don't worry, listeners, this isn't going to just be us laughing at wangs. It, it's probably going to be a bit of that. <laughs> a bit of that. Let's be honest. But, um, yeah, we're going to give a full comprehensive review of this book. Should you buy it? Is it a good book? Who knows? And we're just going to go through some of the stuff this book includes. Yeah. So this book came out in 2003 and it includes new classes, feats, skills, items and loads of info about dirty stuff to put into your RPGs. Um, It also includes a bit on how to handle sex in a mature way and then it's got like a rating system about how... um, I found this really funny actually because it's got like a rating system uh, about how to like... Um, put put it into your game, right? So it's got like if you want to do it for PG, fifteen rated, eighteen rated, R rated, and then triple X rated. And under the triple X rated bit, it says sex is the focus of your game, and this will be the main thing you'll be doing. And I'm like, but how will there be any adventure? Because if you're just in sex one room, isn't it? Yeah, I know that. But like, if you were like literally having an orgy, what are you going to be doing? Someone would run in and be like. There's Goblins a- are attacking the town, and you'll be like, "Get away! I'm busy." And then they'll be like, "There's also a really horny uh, maiden at the top of the mountain." I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> you'll be like, "Well, I've got to. I'm, I'm honestly, I've really got to finish this." And you'll be like, mm. "But straight after." <laughs> but straight, but straight after, and you'll be like, mm, "No, no, I'm really busy. I really am busy." Fancy a shag? Um, <laughs> yeah, yes, actually. <laughs> And that's it. That's the, that's literally the focus of your adventure. Is, yeah, sex is. Oh my god. That's so I literally don't. I don't think the triple X rated version would actually work. No. So, 
Um, but yeah, then it goes into things like commitment, marriage, infidelity, pregnancy. But I don't actually don't think that that's actually worthwhile because all of that stuff, like, what's the point of putting that into an RPG book? Because yeah. surely that's stuff that you could just look up on Wikipedia. Why would <laughs> yeah. you need to buy a book to tell you what pregnancy is? That's very true. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And pornography as well. Um but yeah, I did find one thing quite amusing. In the pornography section, it says that gnomes are noted for creating pornography that's not uh, that is both Im- extremely humorous and arousing at the same time. <laughs> it's so funny, but good. So, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a tightening of the trouser, and yet I'm laughing. Oh, God. What, so, you, oh, what gnome porn look like? Well, because you texted me that earlier in the week, and I was like, what, are they really good at filming it? <laughs> I don't know what. I, I'm, I'm thinking like... Drawing like, it. I'm just, but it doesn't picture it anywhere in the book. Oh. I would like it if they showed some artwork to show what it's like. Or you just got some gnomes with some DVDs hanging around. Because I can't, I can't imagine being like, like laughing my absolute ass off and being like, at the same time. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's weird. But I want to see that. If anybody knows of any, if anybody, yeah, so <laughs> send it in. Gnome porn. Um, if anybody knows of any gnome good porn, gnome do porn. send it. No, in. actually, don't. No, 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 do, no, do. Yeah, do. <laughs> gnome porn. Yeah, but none of that stuff, none of that section about all of that stuff, about the porn, about the commitment, marriage, infidelity, all of that, it has, none of it has anything to do with rules whatsoever. It's just fluff. It's just fluff. But right. it, it basically just, it just gives you rules, not not even rules, just like information about what porn is. It's like, <laughs> to be honest, if, you're, if you've gone through every avenue of um, getting your rocks off, that you're resorting to this book... The likelihood is you know what porn is. Or is it aimed at people that have no clue? What so you're like, to hmm, I wonder what this porn is. What's oh, the book of erotic then? fantasy. This is going to tell me what it is. <laughs> yeah, well, nerds. If you're a nerd, you know what internet porn is. That's true. Let's be honest. That's true. <laughs> you don't need this book to you tell don't know what pregnancy is. Come on, mate. <laughs> oh, no, it's I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just straws here. If anybody's used this book as a guide, <laughs> then God help for other stuff. Please, please stop. Oh, oh my God, seek help. Tell um, us more about this great book. I've got to say, the arts. Um, the arts amazing. Yeah. It's literally porn, isn't it's it? It's just porn. It's just photographs. With of one of the first pieces of art in the book in is um, is three pixies about to get it on. They're looking really pleased with themselves. My favourite one is there's a there's a picture of like a fawn. And he's just holding a candle, looking really confused. <laughs> what is this? He's, he's like a it's like a naked fawn holding a candle, and he's like, um, <laughs> just <laughs> looking at it intensely, isn't he? Yeah, and there's a woman. There's quite some sexy women in there, but all the men look like they've been photographed. They're just by accident. Just a like they were just passing by. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, can you just pop in here for a minute? Yeah, he's like, what? And they're like, yeah, no, that'll do. Lock the door. Yeah, yeah. Hold, hold this candle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very very strange, very strange indeed. But anyway, basically the next part of the book it tells you all about um, tells you all about the the alignments. So oh, okay. which is, actually this is kind of handy if you're if you're if you want to use this book right. You get it gets into the alignments and it tells you like each alignment's approach to the up groin. Up groinish. And I'm doing an action here with my fist. <laughs> um, but yeah, it basically gives you. Um, like a few words, like a short paragraph about about how they see it. So, for example, the lawful good one, it says, Lawful good. A lawful good character acts with thoughts, looking ahead to the implications of his actions. He earnestly endeavours to be honest and respectful with any potential partner. Some choose to be celibate and chaste. Others wait for sex until a permanent relationship, such as marriage, is formalised. It's 
pretty good. Pretty yeah. well written. Good guys. Quite mature, actually. Yeah. Um, and then we get into chaotic evil. Oh, God, yeah. Fuck you! Fuck you! No, fuck you all! <laughs> Is that it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but that means literally. Yeah, it means literally. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and you. So, yeah. Right. So, um, I mean, yes. Yeah, it's, it's like... You, it's so weird, this book, man, because there's like bits like that, you read it and you're like, well, wow, that's very maturely written. And then you get to the chaotic evil bit and it's like, instead of being like, um, chaotic evil, you know, um, it, it views views sex with a, a very chaotic stance and it blah, blah, blah. Bit evil. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's more like, it just goes, it just goes mental. So yeah, yeah I don't know. It's very, very, uh, very weird, that bit. The next bit is really cool because it goes on to races, right? So mm-hmm. if you ever wanted to know... <laughs> How a goblin or a knoll gets it on. I do. It's not just the player races. Oh no. It's all of them. It's all of them. Oh god. Um what, you've orcs? got it's got orcs, oh, got wow. goblins, ooze. <laughs> um <laughs> I've got a, it, it, it I've got the quote for about ooze reproduction here. Okay. One ooze, idiot damages, two ooze. <laughs> and that's that's how ooze reproduction. <laughs> two ooze. <laughs> yeah. So it is it's got and this is actually pretty cool. What's right? goblin? Uh, I don't know. I haven't ah. got that written down. But uh, the races bit includes, yeah, goblins, gnolls, but it's got pregnancy and childbirth for pretty much any of the standard races you could care to mention. And I know what you're thinking. That does sound mad, right? But it is actually quite handy because this happens often in D&D, or at least it did back in the day with the old farts of D&D, right? Yeah. Where you would have people kill a camp of orcs and then oh shit, you've killed all the orcs and there's one woman left and she's pregnant. Ah. And then you would have to take her prisoner because you're not going to kill a pregnant woman, are no, you? that's it. And this tells you how long their gestation period is, how ah, they give birth, interesting. Yeah, all yeah, of that yeah. stuff. And it's pretty gritty in the details, but actually you can get grim and dirty with this fucking book and um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be horrible, but you know, you know, it'll be pretty fun to roleplay this shit yeah. and have this information. Because if somebody, if the DM's like, um, just rolls the dice and goes, yep, she gives birth, it's fine, you now have an orc baby, you'll be like, actually, mate, um, the birthing period of an orc takes about 12 hours and is a horrible process. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and it'll be like, yeah, so something like that. It's, uh, some of this information could actually lead to some pretty funny gameplay situations. Um, except for ooze. One ooze, idiot damages. Two ooze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then it's got like a whole section on rules for sex. But there is a bit where it adds in appearance back in as a stat. Now, oh, yeah. this is this divides people because back in the day, they used to have uh, in D&D, AD&D, you had comeliness as a stat. Comeliness, yeah. And um, that divided people a lot because charisma is, is how people ch- tend to do it because you can interpret that as your character's either good-looking, or they have a good personality, or it's a mixture of both that adds to their score. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they've added appearance back in, and people hate that. Okay. Um, so certain skills it mentions in this book, like bluff and disguise, now use appearance as their linked stat. So you could roll bluff, and you might do it as... Uh, well, you now have to do it as appearance if you're using this book. Right. Which kind of sucks. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't like that. It's a bit shit, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think So it's good. like, if you're ugly, your bluff doesn't work. That's But bullshit. you might be really charismatic. And have a, yeah, exactly. That's so, a total gift to the gob, but... 
Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's shallow, man. And disguise is now linked to appearance, which makes no fucking sense. That doesn't make any sense at all. It's a bit you're, shit. You're disguising yourself. But you could it? just choose not to use that particular bit in this book, I guess. Yeah. But but I, I I think it's kind of dumb and shows yeah. a bit of a disregard for actual gameplay. Um, it, uh, all they wanted... they Let's be honest. They wanted to have a bunch of monsters fucking and instead... But they wanted to have a rule in here to show that they know about D and D. Let's call it what it is. Yeah, fair um, yeah. Then it says um, there's a little box that says appearance and sexual organs. Oh, wow. um, I've summarised this. Size of Wang does not give bonuses, and I thought that was quite um, quite progressive of them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, well, well done, guys. <laughs> Equal opportunity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Size uh, of Wang does not. Get this bonuses. bit, this bit is one of the most interesting bits in the whole fucking book, right? So they give appearance scores, average appearance scores for most of the main monsters in D and D. So the, this is mad, right? These guys have been taking some really strong pills, and I want whatever they're taking because they are fucking idiots. So they give average appearance scores for everything in D and D, and I, I want it, I want you to do a bit of guessing here, yeah. right? They don't give the score for human. I don't know why. I'm guessing it's somewhere in the middle. But what I'm going to do is I'll give you the score for dwarf because that's somewhere in the middle, right? So dwarves are between a ten and eleven. So I'm going to just give you I'm going to give you some monsters, and I want you to tell me <laughs> where they rank, right? Above or below a dwarf, and just give me a number because yeah. a dwarf is a ten or eleven, right? Giant owl, is that more or less fuckable than a dwarf? <laughs> What number? So, what number would you give a, a giant owl? Seven. Twelve or thirteen? It's better looking than a dwarf. Yes, apparently. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. All right. Good. Giant fire beetle. Three. Well, it's a four or a five, so it's not a one. <laughs> that means that means right that you would. Have sex with one of these. Not only that, but later on in this book, right, there's a spell called um, Beer Goggles, which right. gives a plus four to appearance. That means that if you've had a few beers or used that spell, this would be an eight. That means that you would give, that you would have sex with a fire beetle after a few beers. That's how dangerous that game is. Copper Dragon. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. One. 18 or 19. Wow. They're a sexy beast. <laughs> That's a sexy monster. Will-O-Wisp. What's that? Um, it's sort of... Uh, what they look like is sort of an orb of magical energy that floats about in the woods. <laughs> That's a 10. Um, 20 to 21. Wow. That is twice as sexy as a dwarf. A dwarf which actually has sexual organs and a Will-O-Wisp apparently is more fuckable than that. <laughs> what could you do with that? I suppose it could go up. Look, it doesn't even matter. Um, so confused. Lastly, I'll give you one. I know. I don't understand where they came up with these numbers. Uh, one more. Uh, Bugbear. Oh. Two. <laughs> Six or seven. Six or seven. What is wrong with these people? Um, and lastly, gibbering mouther or a zombie. Oh, wow. One. Yeah, yay! That's the only one that got one. So that is the apparently the least attractive thing on the planet. <laughs> on the fucking planet. Apparently, you would a, a beetle. It's more uh, sexy. Flaming, no less. Because <laughs> to me, no, I'm not going to go there. But I would say a zombie is more. I don't mean more more upgroinable than a than a than a beetle floating, because a at least sphere. that was once a human. Yeah, it's humanoid. Than a floating sphere. Yeah. <laughs> 
What do you do? Just like air thrust at the sphere. <laughs> and it's just like, woo, woo. <laughs> just pulsates. Woo, ridiculous. Oh, and here's a quote, right? This, this is where it gets really weird. Lay it on me. Juvenile creatures tend to have more attractive, softer, rounder features. Hey, yeah. The younger monsters look better, better looking. I don't like the sound of that. Come on, Gwendolyn. <laughs> what are you up to, Gwen? Come on. Wow. Yeah. So a praise can now be used to look at someone and assess how good up groin they are. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So you can you can you look can at somebody. Appraise a person. Yep. Um, and then it tells you, this is on the skills section, by the way, it tells you how to craft bondage gear, um, although you could have just done that anyway, you could have just picked that as a score, uh, a skill, sorry. Um, there's a new skill, perform sexual techniques, <laughs> and there's a table, um, I've got it here, so uh, a difficulty 10 is a routine performance, um, if engaging in sex for money... You can uh, you can earn one ten copper pe- one d ten copper pieces per day, a thirty an extraordinary performance. If engaging in sex for money in a prosperous city, you can earn three d six gold pieces per day, which is fucking rubbish. Three d six. So that's a maximum of eighteen gold pieces per day for being pretty much the best in the world at that your craft. Point. You might as well do any other profession. And yeah, <laughs> so this book you bought this book. You might as well do any other profession in the universe. Don't be a prostitute. Yeah. So if you want to be a min-maxer or a power gamer, don't go for this. <laughs> um, there's an STD table. Oh, this wow. is quite amusing. Um, so some of the uh, diseases on here, they're new diseases, by the way. They're, okay. not, they're not real world ones. Uh, hairy brute. Hairy brute. Ghoul fever. <laughs> Engorgement. Crotch plague. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a crotch um, you can now catch vampirism through sex okay um, as your balls <laughs> whore's delight mummy rot oh. and black withering <laughs> well, there's much more than that but um, none of them require it's amusing uh, there's a new table on here interspecies crossbreeding so give me two animals uh, from the D&D universe I'll tell you if they can have a baby orc and dwarf uh, let me see here. Orc and dwarf. Yes. <laughs> so they can have a baby. Not. Who would um, So let's go for kobold and null. No. <laughs> Don't work. So yeah, it's a big table. A big old just, table. <laughs> yeah, it okay. just tells you if they can, if That's they can crossbreed. So let's go for sprite and ogre. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty horrible, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay, it says M. Maybe. <laughs> Try it out. Well, that was boring. Okay. Um, yeah, then it's got some feats. The feats are, believe it or not, really boring. It's just like, you get a 30% chance to be good at boning. They're really shit. Oh. Um, but then we've got the new classes. Now, the, the new classes are really, really crap. Um, the first one is the Imagist, which is like all about appearance. Um, they're basically like limited as fuck um, they only have about five new spells um, all of which are rubbish and it's like you do your hair in a really cool way and everyone's oh, like oh, that's fucking... um, they, they've got the new one called the Kundala which are like sex monks um, <laughs> they don't it doesn't once explain how boning is linked to their spells once at all oh. it just says something like uh, these guys are 
monks that like to bone down all the time and they are good at kung fu and spells but basically they're monks that also like to bone but they they're monks that can do spells so it's basically like multi multi-classing but you can do it at level one yeah. so they're quite a good class to play That's, yeah but it does say at level one it says they have a sexual code of conduct feat but the code of conduct you could just pick to not have any so you could get away with it that way and <laughs> not do the sex thing and just have a spell slinging monk so they're go. actually pretty good class That's not if bad. you think yeah, about it um, they've got the tantrist uh, they're able to transfer sexual energy into magic energy they have to scar runes into their bodies to learn spells and they have to have sex for an hour to regain their spells, <laughs> which I think would be really funny, right? Because in the morning, yeah. when the wizard's trying to concentrate and, and uh. writing his, yeah, <laughs> to write all his spells in his spell room, and he's like, ooh, 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 in the other room. He's, and the wizard's like, can you shut up, please? He's, he's quill slipping on his parchment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bloody noise. Shake. Every morning I have to go outside because they're making a racket in there. And he's like, oh, oh, they're making their spells. Oh, and there's me writing this fucking piece of paper. Back in my day, we, we used to just write them down. <laughs> you bloody idiots. I want sex. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll have a sex and it'll be great. <laughs> yeah, then it's got presti- prestige classes, right? And it's got oh, about right. like 6,000 of them. So I didn't bother writing them down. It's got so many prestige classes, it's unbelievable. And they're, they're so shit. They're basically, there's not a single redeeming decent prestige class in, in this entire book. And the names are so unimaginative, they're ridiculous. These are all names that are actually from the book. I've only written down three because they're shit. Um, Sacred Prostitute, Fae Enticer, and Harem. Is it Harem or Harem? Harem? Is that what, a group of... Of sexy women, yeah. I think it's harem, I'm not sure, 100%. Anyway, uh, it's harem, harem, protector, right? But I've written down here, that could literally be any class. (laughs) Just looks after a group of women. Yes, because that could be a fighter, a monk, it could be any class. could be a protector of a group of women, right? So that's ridiculous, you're an idiot. Actually, I don't want to say that. Well done for writing this book. I I haven't written a book, so I'm sorry for saying that. Um, Right. It's got some new domains for clerics, uh, one of which is the perversion domain, which oh, is no. pretty funny. <laughs> Dirty old cleric. Um, yeah, and it's got new spells as well for pretty much every class that can do spells. Some of them are actually pretty good. Uh, the bard spells, I've written down my favourites. So I've got the bard spells, you've got ale goggles, so the target perceives others of having a plus four to appearance, <laughs> which, which can be quite handy if you need to go down to Bone Town and you don't want to have to roll will saves for... Yeah. Uh, disgustment um wet dreams so you can give someone a wet dream while they're asleep which is really funny that would be really uh really good to do to somebody who's wound you up like another player character yeah that's true uh cleric spells you've got block the seed um block if, the seed if you don't want to get pregnant wow yeah. um suspicious uh you can gain a vision of the of a target's last sexual encounter you can reverse someone's gender for an hour <laughs> Um, impotency that's permanent right Whoa. you can make someone permanently impotent and that's a level 4 spell that's nasty that's a bit OP I think that should yeah. have been a higher that's really nasty especially um, if it's a sex orientated game yeah that's what I'm thinking <laughs> I think they should, that should have been at least like level 7 you've all got father or child yeah but you may be impotent like fucking ages ago don't you remember oh yeah it's pretty sure. bad sorry mate <laughs> uh, Druid they've got one as Analyze Ancestry which I think is pretty cool yeah um, if you're playing a game where that's important to your character Irrational Attraction 
subject becomes enamoured with any type of creature. Anything. I love That's you, mental. So, yeah, so you might just be like, I know this is vulgar, so I'm sorry, listeners, but you might just be like, irrational attraction. Fuck that dog. And then the person is just like, come here. And the dog's like, no. <laughs> and then you just walk past. Yeah, it's pretty grim. That's grim. Um, liar's curse. Body part grows when telling lies. And I think they all knew which body part they were talking about there. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. Um, wizards, they've got grope, which is funny. Oh. It's telekinesis, but it's only limited to touching people up. <laughs> if you want to grab a cup of fill. Yeah. Um, they've got that. a new one called disrobe. Um, Self-explanatory. Yeah. Uh, there's one called cursed orgasm. Target's next orgasm deals 1d6 damage oh, per level. Oh, nasty. That's really like a passive-aggressive one. Yeah. Because it doesn't damage them at the time, but you do it and then they'll be like, Anyway, have a good night. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's one called Love Nest. Creates a comfortable tent that gives a plus something bonus to resist Love scrying. Nest, baby. Yeah. Um, so that one's pretty good, actually. Yeah. I actually think... Uh, yeah, th- th- those are... All of those spells, I think, A, are really creative. B, mm-hmm. gameplay-wise, have really cool implications. And I think they're genuinely really cool. Yeah, you I, I think... They, they they would be really fun to put into any game genuinely mm. um, and I know some of them are pretty creepy but I genuinely think, think of the well done things on those. that can ensue though it'd be hilarious it'd yeah. be so funny <laughs> yeah. I, I would genuinely genuinely think those are cool uh, really Should well go done to the brothel <laughs> no, yeah good, really really good laugh um, so the new spells for the new classes uh, literally um, all of the new classes use the old spells mm-hmm. so uh, some of them get to pick from the wizard pool some get to pick from the cleric or whatever the only one that gets new spells is the imagist which is the class that is all focused on image as I said and their spells are fucking abysmal and I've written three down the imagist gets remove hair <laughs> which is obvious what the application for that is I think that's really pathetic I think it's it's terrible it has yeah. no gameplay implications i think it's stupid uh there's peacock's beauty which is you gain plus four to appearance okay that's not that bad <laughs> i haven't written three down i only wrote two wrote two down the third bullet point says that kind of thing pretty shit <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so uh yeah that's the imagist uh honestly that's one of the worst things about this book i i was looking forward to seeing what the new classes were like and they're awful no. really abysmal so Ah, now we're on to the items. <laughs> this is really funny. <laughs> For some reason, the book um, describes what a dildo is. So it says... I didn't know. Dildo. A dildo is a penis-shaped rod. This may be double-headed for twice the cost. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's got a whole, it's got a whole um, like table of items, right? So it says, ball gag, 1GP. Clamp. That's not listed as a prize for some reason. Free. Uh, dildo, wooden glass metal, dominator's garb, health helper, don't know what that is, hood, fine, uh, makeup kit, manacles, paddle, penis weights, <laughs> riding crop, sensitizing oil, Verschnatz teats, whip. Anyway, the, the one that really made me laugh was the sex toy kit. A kit. Yeah, this is funny because of the bit that comes at the end. So... The description reads, A leather case contains dildos, cock sheaths, leather straps, feathers, and silk scarves. It adds a plus two circumstance bonus on sexually focused skill checks. Now, that's not funny, right? But the funny bit is, a sex toy kit is exhausted after ten uses. (laughs) How rough a a time are you putting this fucking thing through that it only lasts ten uses? (laughs) 
it's falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> it just gets exhausted. It's just <laughs> exhausted after ten uses. Exhausted's quite a strong word yeah, as well. Exactly. What are you doing? You are you using it on a fucking steamroller? <laughs> Whittled it down to like yeah, yeah. <laughs> a tiny little toothpick. Yeah. Go to pick up the case and the maybe that's what it is. Off. You're using it to break out of jail, like Andy Dufresne. Yeah, exactly. It's just dildos. <laughs> it's a bit, yeah, it depends on the use. Sure, I suppose. Yeah, if you're using it for regular use, I suppose. Fine. I suppose like bar if you're using and it as brawl, a weapon, bar and brawls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're hitting people around the end of a giant wooden cock, then it's gonna get exhausted after a while. After ten uses, <laughs> yeah. but otherwise, <laughs> ten uses. Come on. Well, unless it's um, depends who's, who's if, yeah, if you're using on. on a copper dragon, <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. and a fiery <laughs> vagina. <laughs> oh, okay, so then it's got a massive section on magic items, which I was really disappointed uh, in. I'm not even going to talk about it because they're actually so much more boring than you think. Really? In in a game where you've got um, the fucking disrobe spell, <laughs> you think that the magic items will be really good, but it's like really shit. It's like um, literally the most uninspired thing ever. You think they'd be really creative and, and like come up with these really cool things, but it's like. A dildo that gives you a plus one to dildoing. Yeah, they're pretty rubbish. There's a really, really shit comic at the end, and that's about it. Um, yeah, so that's the book. So there's some moments of brilliance. And then moments but on of... on the whole, <laughs> no. If you stripped out everything that didn't need to be in this book, it would be about 50 pages long. And then those 50 pages would be... Just inserted into your normal game. If you're... The kind of guy that likes to have a laugh, either a laugh with your mates, or you're the kind of weirdo that likes to have a perverted time with other weirdos, then fine, do that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. And and the fact of the matter is, is that it's good for either of those things. Yeah. I think if you're a bunch of blokes sitting around a table and you want to use those sex magic spells... <laughs> For a laugh to wind up your mates, I think that would be hilarious. Because yeah. if you use the wet dream spell to wind your friends up, that would be so funny. And not only that, but the artwork in the book is hilarious. Oh as wow! Well. Yeah, it's like real photographs of just people with it's it's actual porn. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. The lady I, hugging the dragon's my favourite. That was weird. Yeah, because it's literally a gigantic plastic dragon head, and then she's being, just being like, held by a naked woman. Yeah, yeah. So that's. So that is the book of erotic fantasy. Uh, it was published by Valor Project. Valor, Valor Project. Project. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. Overall, it was a really interesting read. I think it's one of those things that was like, it's so weird that it fucking exists. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the reason that I wanted to make this podcast about it was because it is mental. And because I don't think most people would sit down and read it. But to we for us to read it on your behalf and then just tell you about it, now you know. Now you know. Now you know, <laughs> now you know about it. There it is. Um, yeah, and I think for for um, what it is, it's it's uh, it's a good laugh. And um, oh, for oh fuck's here we sake. go. Now what? Who's this? Come in. Yar. Oh shit. Oh no. I mean, oh hey, hi. Buddy. Hi. It's me, Bartario, the PDF pilot. Oh, come on, mate. Look, we. We we don't we don't need your kind. Look, shut up! I've got to tell people about the book of erotic fantasy. One of your favourites, is it, Partario? Aye. <laughs> we spend a lot of time at sea, very lonely. A lot of porn in this book. I can smell the winkles on you. Nick, come on, man. What's that supposed to mean? Aye. What's that supposed to mean? You smell like the sea. Ah. I thought you were saying something about. Never mind. Anyway, in this book, it's got pictures of. Women and dragons, and I'm into that kind of thing. 
But that's not the point. What I was going to say is, you can find this book for free quite easily online. So, if you're into this kind of thing, and you want to roleplay somebody fucking a fairy, then you could get this easily online. Have you done that? I, <laughs> me and my friends, we printed it off. We got like 50 copies on our boat now. You printed Part Partario. You're not supposed to pirate stuff. What's yeah, wrong with you? Bad I, you are. Where? It doesn't matter. Fine. <sighs> Whatever. Look, well, we don't agree with that. We don't agree with it, but um, can you just get going? I, I've got a lot of wanking to do anyway. <laughs> Oh, come on. Overshare, That's disgusting. Shut the door and away up, mate. Bye-bye. I'm off for a fap. See ya. <laughs> disgusting. Oh, God. See ya. See you later, mate. Well, that's that him. Guy. Uh, disgust me. Every time. <clears throat> smells look, more like rum this time than last time. Don't pirate. Never pirate things. Do not listen to Bartario. He's a bad person. Pick up a copy legally if you can. And if you want to see about getting a copy legally, I don't think it's uh, actually in print anymore. But see if you can send Gwendolyn, FM, Kestrel and Duncan Scott an email and see. Uh, ask them if there's any places where you can still buy a copy. Yeah. All right. That is it for the main subject. Podbot. Podbot. Um, give me a number crunch on that book. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Sexy. Inside the mind of Master. This segment is our documentary segment um, where we get unadulterated access. Get behind the scenes. To the big publishing companies. And this week we got access to uh, go in and get some behind the scenes footage of a meeting at Pinnacle. Yep, and this is an up-to-date one this week. We actually got a meeting that happened last week at Pinnacle, and this this is amazing. Yeah. Um, really, um, yeah, it's one of their meetings that happened recently, and they are talking about some new games that they're publishing. Mm-hmm. So, without further ado, let's get on with it. Okay, guys, welcome to the meeting. Yeehaw! 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 Okay, um, we're going to need to come up with a new idea. Now, this is something we often struggle with because. I've been putting uh, a little bit of this in my coffee. I'm pretty sure it's a, it's it's for human consumption, but I'm not sure what it is. Uh, Castrol. What is this? Is this motor oil? It smells kind of funny. Hmm. But I like it. Anyway, the point is, what we're gonna do is come up with an idea. Uh, Gary. Uh, well, yeah, I've been working on an idea. How about uh, picture this? Uh, Savage. Savage. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Second, come up with a second word to put on the end of it. Busta. Bus stop. Yeah, Savage Bus Stop. I gotta be honest, Gary, uh, I hate it. Uh, I've been working on this for about two weeks now. Two? I took you. Okay, we're gonna have a little chat after the meeting. Lisa, okay. you got anything for me? Come on, come on. I'm ready, I'm ready. I've been drinking a lot of this Castrol stuff and it's, uh, <laughs> I feel like a burning inside. What I was thinking, Savage. Savage, yeah, I like it, I like it. The first word's good. Come Sun on. Sunshine. Okay, I prefer moonshine, but no, no, it's not good at all. Hmm. How about this? We buy the rights to like an old movie, right, that people remember fondly, but it's like kind of not that popular anymore, so people don't remember it that much, so it'll be kind of cheap to buy it. And then we just sort of put Savage Worlds shit in it, and then we say that it's ours now. Nice. Yeah. So I'm thinking something like, uh, fucking, uh, throw some movies at me. Uh, Jason uh, and the Argonauts? Jason and the Argonauts, the one with the shitty skeletons? Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, Lisa? Uh, what about Ace Ventura? Ace Ventura. Mm, 
Yeah, I like it. Right, let's go. I'm gonna call up the company that owns those two movies. I think it's the same one. Hello? Hey, it's me, SW. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm looking to buy the rats for Ace Ventura and Jason and the Argonauts, please. Okay, I'll give you 15 bucks. Sure. Deal. Guys, I got some good news. Gary, Lisa. Yeah? If my name ain't, ain't SNSW, I got the fucking deal. 15 bucks, we got Ace Ventura, we got Jason and the Argonauts. The last thing we need is a name. So we're gonna have to, you know what we're gonna have to do, guys? It's that time. Let's call in the Savage. Press the button. I'm here. Hey, Savage. Hey. We're gonna need a we need a name. How you doing? We need a name for the new product. What you got for me this time? We bought the rights to Ace Ventura and uh, Jason and the Argonauts. I like it. Yeah, we need a name for both of them. Wait a minute, let me work my magic. Yeah. Mmm. How about Savage Argonauts? Yeah. Okay. I I don't know how you do it, Savage. I really don't know how you do it. And. What about Savage Pet Detective? <laughs> oh my god! Can you believe this shit, Gary Lisa? Yeah. Oh my god, he's working, he's amazing! It's amazing! Savage, I gotta thank you, man. I'm hungry! Shut up, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you down! Feed me! Shut up! Oh man! Get, get, go to a gentle sleep now, Savage. Uh, good night. Okay, uh, good meeting, guys. Yeah, that was pretty productive. Let's go to lunch. I, I'm cooking some, some squirrel around the back. Wow, um, so we actually forgot to um, back announce that that segment, um, so it's just me here, Harrison, uh, just want to say that was powerful stuff, and I want to thank Pinnacle for letting us come into their offices and witness that, well I say offices, it was more of a trailer park, um, yeah it was very, it was, a, it was really an experience, getting to meet the Savage as well, um, yeah I mean it was great, and I, I actually helped get him back into the sort of wooden cage that they had hanging from the ceiling um so that was really an honor and it was good to meet sw and um and all the team down down at the trailer park so thank you very much for that welcome to the chamber of challenges chamber of challenges the chamber of challenges chamber of challenges The Chamber of Challenges. <laughs> so welcome one and all to the Chamber of Challenges. And in this chamber, we do challenges. We do we? a little challenge, yeah. So um, I, given this, this is our triple X rated show, <laughs> yeah. I've given Nick a triple X rated challenge. And don't worry, guys, this is a podcast, so don't worry. It's not going to get sexy. So what um, I asked Nick to do, seeing as we reviewed a famous porn game... I um, asked him to find a not-so-famous porn game. So, um, I said to Nick, get down and dirty on the internet and find us an RPG that is filthy and is uh, not lesser-known. Yeah, I think I found one. <laughs> go. Go, Nick. <laughs> the, oh, God. This, this is called Zetai Rido. That means absolute... Uh, absolute slavery. Right. <laughs> so it's a good start. Um, it's Japanese, of course. Of course. Um, not a, not a great deal is known about it because it hasn't really been translated, which is quite funny. Um, but it seems like you play 
demons, um, and in and you're all in hell, and um, basically you just have to have sex with everything. I'll reel off some of the supplements that comes with it: eternal pleasurance, promiscuous sexapline, <laughs> <laughs> the black goat's horny banquet. That sounds awesome. And book of sexual creatures. There was another one in there that we saw earlier. Yeah, don't forget lewd children. Lewd children. <laughs> so come on. Um, the come system's unknown because uh, it's written entirely in Japanese, so no one's been able to translate. No one's translated. Well, no, no. You say no one's been able. There are people that are able. Yeah. Nobody's willing. No one wants to do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think gathering from what I've read, um, looks like it's a maybe a D and D based dice rolling system. There's hit points and magic and stuff like that. We were having a chat about this earlier, and there was something you mentioned. Everything has a penis. It says. Yes. Yeah, so Everything. So you sit on a chair. Ah, fuck no, sorry, that is awful. You well, sit yeah, on a chair. It has a penis. <laughs> There's an obvious use to that. The setting is pretty pretty unknown, um, but presumably it's some sort of fantasy or demon world. What has been collectively gathered is demons in hell have an insane sex drive and uh, nothing better to do than bone, basically. So <laughs> I think that's the premise of the game. And just describe the cover art. Just what I want you to do oh. is just um, to zoom right in and Words give me. Words can't really describe. This. It's horrendous, cover- if I'm honest with you. <laughs> it is fucking awful, isn't it? Yeah, there's... Uh... Um, describe it. I want you to try... This is this is part of the challenge. Try to describe it without once using a rude word or using a word for meaning a uh, sexual organ. Uh, right. Uh, camel and toe. Right. <laughs> um, Jesus. Handcuffs. Uh, whips. A lead. Yeah. A gigantic... Column, <laughs> tentacle, yep, ivy, yep, mound. What's the mound? Is it the um, hairy mound? <laughs> <laughs> uh, devil is devil, and there's a frightened child looking at two demons who are engaged in an act of. Unspeakable, unspeakable horror. Unspeakable horror. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, I'm not going into any more detail than that. There's a snake there, which is being used as a bikini bottom. And I'm, I'm willing, and, and I'm willing to bet that, that snake is not consenting to that act. Uh, no, you'd be surprised. At the end of his towel. Snakes are dirty individuals. Well, look at where the end of his towel is. Oh yeah. No, he, yeah. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> you do. You filthy snake. You dirty snake. Uh, yeah, snacks are bad people. Anyway, um, so that's Zetai Rido. So, mm. with um, what are the playable races in there, Nick? Because uh, oh, I remember yeah. you got some quite interesting races in there. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll let you know. Right, so we've got uh, we've got an Asura. Asura, that's like a de- like a devil devil. You got a devil? No, so then maybe say it's slightly different to devil. Uh, you got a Seraph. That's like an angel. Uh, a Cenobite. That is like a uh, I don't know what that is. Lamia. Uh, that is um, like a lamb. Uh, it's probably not. I don't know what that is either. <laughs> undead spawn. That is like a undead spawn. Uh, succubus and incubus. That yeah, goes we know what those are. Incubus is a uh, really shit rock band. <laughs> and succubus. Oh, I like incubus. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, you would. You hipster. Right. <laughs> yeah. You could be a vampire. You could be a dark elf. You could be an ogre. You can be a Cilia. I think that's right. Uh, a dark knight. Ooh, beast. <laughs> Where's the penis? <laughs> I can't hear you through your armour. Puffs his penis shaped. He's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, you got a dark knight, a beast, a black goat, or a bullrog. 
<laughs> my fight money. <laughs> so there you go. Fucking weirdest game I've ever seen. Yeah. So we're going to be buying that? No. No, <laughs> no fucking way. I'm never going to buy a game that has the words lewd children in it. Yeah, exactly. Get the fuck out of here. So anyway, don't, go, don't go check that out. Do not check that Just out. Just take out. You, you will be arrested it. immediately. Just take word for it. Yeah. Um, interesting, though. Interesting. This, but go. um, yeah. good challenge. Yeah, thanks. Let's move on. Jesus Christ. Oh, Sorry, that. the police. Um, right. Song fight! So, um, this section is going to be song fight. And on this section, we are going to do song fight. Basically, uh, Nick forgot about this. So, me and James have made songs. <laughs> and the challenge is... Uh, James is a friend of the show. And the challenge was this week to make songs about uh, RPGs. And we had to make them using household objects. Now... Uh, James has done a song called uh, High Roller and he's done that using objects from around his kitchen. So, um, yeah, that's High Roller. And the unfortunate thing is, is that not only did you forget that we were supposed to be doing Song Fight, I forgot that we were supposed to be doing it using household items. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is the most shambolic Song Fight ever, because I've done a song called Rules Lawyer, and I forgot to do it using household items. So, I will play you my song now. It's time, motherfuckers, to play some RPGs. This ain't a fucking game, so you best take it seriously. Cause I'm the rules lawyer, I don't care if we have fun. 
I stayed up all night reading just to get acrobatics plus one. Now I'm fucking ready. I'm ready to play this game. I hope you've read with the rules, cause if not you'll get fucking made. I don't want to have a repeat of what happened to our last GM. He rolled the wrong dice and they never found him again. I've done like like some charts and graphs and, 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 and all of them point to one thing. Yeah. Maybe maybe all of these all of these things that I do uh, uh, when I want to play role-playing games, maybe they're the cause of, of my loneliness. Maybe they're the reason that people don't like me. Maybe it's like my mum said. All this shit just pushes people away and maybe this is the cause of my loneliness. Maybe it's time for a change. Fuck that bitch. You think I give a fuck? No. Add the wrong modifier and I'll run you over in my truck. I got every supplement and I'll use them to my advantage. I'll stop the game for an hour to painfully micromanage. I don't care if you don't like me. I only want one thing. The reason that I roleplay and that is winning. And another thing. What? I get loads of chicks. And before you ask, what? yes it counts if they're in-game chicks. And this is a shout out to anyone that's ever stopped a game to look up a specific rule and then they saw a look on everyone else's face that was playing where they were just bored and dejected with, with the person looking up that rule but they just carried on anyway, they just carried on doing it and they did not give a fuck about what those people thought because they wanted to be right. Shout out to those guys because they're like me, the rules lawyer. Well done, well done to you. You're cool, you're cool and that's why, that's why you get all the women and their money and stuff. Nah, they're good. They're both really good. That's... Thanks, man. Okay, um, awesome, man. So, listeners, get on to our uh, Google, uh, Google, Google, Google challenge mm-hmm. area. Boo, Richard, boo, boo, yeah. And vote for which song you like the best. Just vote for James's one. It's clearly better. Um, <laughs> all right, cool. Let's move on to Electro Letters. Hello, ich bin die Königin von England. Und ich der Herzog von England. Und, Und wir, wir hassen die Tabletop Twats. Tabletop Twats. Tabletop Twats. Oh, uh, before we move on, we just want to thank everybody who's on our Patreon, basically. A lot of cool guys on there. We didn't even know we had a Patreon until until recently. Yeah, yeah, we we finally got it back from the gnome. Uh, We want to thank everyone who donates on there. You really keep us going. Um, yeah. You know, we, we, we you pay for the hosting fees mm-hmm. for everything. So, uh, yeah. We really appreciate you. We appreciate you very much. And, and all uh, that you do. And all, yes. Um, <laughs> Nick is uh, thinking of getting into writing poetry. So, <laughs> just try it out. Um, yeah. So, if you want to come down and visit any of the open mic nights in the area, <laughs> yeah, we down. appreciate you and all that you do. And uh, he's going to be doing lots of poem. Oh, who's that? Uh. Fuck's sake! Whenever we get somebody visit, it's never a good thing, is it? If, it, if it's that Hartario again, oh come on! I saw him sail away. It can't be him. That's true. Can't, it's very insistent. It? All right, okay. come, in, come, come in, come in, come in. Hello. Oh fuck! Tis God. I. Who the fuck are you? The Patreon Highwayman. Capitalizer. Don't focus on those. Focus on this gun instead. Whoa! Ha ha! Oh Jesus Christ! He's packing. What do you want, man? I require the Patreon password. I steal people's Patreons. Oh, what? come on, You're man. Me. We only just got this back. Come, please, we'll give you anything. Nick will give you a blowjob if you want one. What? We're, no, no, you will, though. But No, that is not what I require. I prefer women. I require the Patreon. Give it to give it to me now. What's and the if, password? And if we don't? Um, I, I think he'll shoot us. He'll shoot you, at least. Yes. I, no, I'll shoot you both. Oh god. But then, Nick, you get, then you won't have the password. Don't shoot me, at least. Don't just don't shoot me. 
I will shoot you both. Nick, he's going to shoot us both. Okay, 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 okay. Look, wait, well, one minute. It is. What is it? These. Well, I haven't changed it. I think it's Gnome King rules one, two, three. Oh, it's still. Oh shit! It. Aha! I have the password. Uh, well, that will be that will be all, gentlemen. Goodbye. Ha <laughs> Patreon Highwaymen away. Did we just get robbed again? Fuck! <laughs> Fucking hell! I don't know why. Patreon fucking highway, man. What the fuck is going on in the world? You need to move, mate. <laughs> this area sucks. <laughs> I'll tell you what. We'll get a better lock on that door. Fed up with it. Well, there you go. Should we just move on to the next segment? That's us screwed. See, so I can't even say the word segment. <laughs> right. So Shut up. Don't. Come on, man. I'm sick of this shit. We... In the future, you will be able to send a letter from anywhere on the planet... This is the future. This is the Electro Letter. Anyway. Alright, so this is Electro Letters. Yeah, let's go on with it. Uh, this is Electro Letters. Um, and we are talking about all the letters that we've been sent in by our wonderful listeners. So the first question comes in from Jamie the Pearson. A friendly RPG Man. landlord. Yeah, he's the, he's the landlord of our local pub, the RPG Brewery. Yeah. Jamie says, What up, fellas? So here's a question for one of your shows. So, I've played a few sessions of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition and have only read the rules for 6th edition. I have adventures in PDF and on Fantasy Grounds for 6th edition and want to know how difficult it is to convert adventures from 6th to 7th. Thanks, you limey bastards, and keep up the great work. Right, so what you got to do, yeah, is go into the... Uh the Keeper's Companion for Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition. Why am I talking like this? Go to the Keeper's Companion for Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition and there is a thing to convert monsters mm -hmm. in there, right? And the only thing that you need to do is change their attributes. That is pretty much it. Other than that, the way that you roll skills is still the same. So other than that, all you need to do is change that. So to convert them is really fucking easy. Very, right? very easy. That's they the made sure yeah. that that was the case. Uh -huh. So actually, you'll still be fine buying old ventures. In fact, I bought um, Yog Sothoth yeah. for 6th edition for my brother for his birthday, even though he now plays 7th edition pretty much exclusively. That's the beauty of Call of Cthulhu, though. There's so much material out there, and it doesn't take much work to be able to play old exactly. stuff. Exactly. So, on the um, new system. There's even... Uh, I think there's a little bit where you can... Uh, it gives you the calculation of how to um, quickly convert some uh, one of the attributes over to the new one. So you could even just have a sixth edition book in front of you and use that and just quickly calculate it in your head. Yeah. It's really, really simple. Exactly. I, I can't remember how you do it, but you just quickly multiply it in your head and then roll that. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, next question is coming from Matty Stark. He asks, have you ever kicked anyone out of your game? What were the circumstances? And how did you kick them out? Fuck off, mate. Get out of my flat. <laughs> no, I don't think I, I don't think we've ever kicked anyone out of a game before, have we? No. It's never been it's never been necessary. Oh my cat. We've had to kick my cat out quite a lot. Yeah, we've kicked she the cat to out. sit on the table when we're right yeah. on the map. But I think um no, it's never come to that. Fortunately we're we're very lucky in that we've uh we've only played we've only played with cool people and, and we we've been lucky in that regard. But I think that it comes up a, a, an, an awful lot. But the trouble with, with Brits is that they're too um they're too nice and they're too scared, aren't, aren't we? So I don't mm. think that even if I think somebody could turn up without trousers on, 
and everyone would just dip, their, dip their, their nuts into the bowl of crisps on the middle of the table and then just sit down at the table and call everyone the C word and then just sit down and just go, right guys, let's play some RPGs and then just swipe everything off the table and we'd still be like, all right, everything all right, Gary? Anyway. Yeah, anyway, let's call. play. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So yeah, no, we've been quite lucky. We've got, yeah, we're lucky we've got that nice we, we know we know a nice group of people. But Either that or we're all just arseholes, so it don't matter. Yeah, we're all arseholes, <laughs> equally. <laughs> so, that's yeah. what it is. I think that's more likely what it is. Yeah. So thanks for the uh, question, Matt. Next question is coming from Richard Walcock. Richie. Richie boy. Are you kidding me? Yeah. The legendary award-winning writer. Yeah. Yeah, he, has, he is actually award-winning because we're giving him the award right now. Of having the best damn goblin game going. The best damn goblin game going, 2017. Yeah, that award is yours. That's a, that's your award, Richard. You've won it. The official TTT award for best damn goblin game. That's you. That's you, mate. We're getting engraved. Put that on your website. Yep. No, you don't get actually a physical award. Oh. Because we, we haven't got that kind of budget, but oh, you do true. get it. <laughs> you, but you got it. For Saga of the Goblin Horde. There you go. You're the winner. You're the winner. <laughs> well done, man. <laughs> Cheers, Rich. Um, he asks, have you have any of your characters ever been swallowed whole by a giant worm? If not, why not? Yeah, sounds fun. I've got to be honest, that's giving me a real vore... It's giving <laughs> me a vore, vore tingle, yeah? I'm getting a vore tingle right there. <laughs> um, no, no, we haven't been swallowed by a giant worm. But no, I'm, we haven't yet. Not yet, but one one day. <laughs> one day, yeah, we're building up to it. If you um, look at my deviant art profile, Richard, you'll find lots of uh, worm pictures. What? Lots of worm pictures on there. <laughs> <laughs> lots of being swallowed. Um, well, to be fair, we've both got really cool the same model of a really cool worm, so maybe we should. We have actually. That makes us sound like we're both really into vor now. Like we've just got we've gone to like WormCon in 2017. <laughs> we're just like worms. swallow me, <laughs> eat me whole. <laughs> so weird. Um, uh, good. No, yeah, we will. Yeah, on, it's, it's on the list. Yeah. It's on the list of things to do before I die, of course. Um, so, look busy. The boss is here. Eric Lamoureux. Oh, God. Um, I'm typing. Yeah. That's the sound of me typing. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm working, Eric. I'm working, buddy. Fat, fat, fat. <laughs> he asks, what's for dinner? What do you mean, what's for dinner? That's what he asks. You don't get any, Eric. You live in Canada. I'm, <laughs> what, am I going to mail you some dinner? What's for, what's for your dinner? I don't know what I'm having for dinner yet. What about you? It's Friday. It's Friday, mate. I'm probably having... All the rules go out the window Friday. Exactly. So I'm probably having some fucking angel delight. <laughs> angel... You better, better make it this afternoon so it's ready for later. Why? It's got a set in it. Has it? You put it in the fridge, don't you? I don't know. I haven't had angel delight in about 28 oh, years. I love it. And now I'm 28 years I old. So think it. about the math on that one. <laughs> <laughs> haven't had it since the womb, that angel delight. <laughs> that... <laughs> Anyway, um, I don't know. I'm probably going to get takeaway. You're getting takeaway? Possibly. What sort of takeaway are you going for, Nick? Are you going for curry? Are you going for Chinese? Are you going for Indian? Probably curry. Okay, good. I would have thought. Yeah. You're getting a chicken nugger? <laughs> I might get chicken nugger, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to go for sweet potato and french fried. That sounds good. Uh, yeah, so uh, thanks, Eric. You don't know and I'm having curry. You sit at the restaurant with your young son. He says he is hungry. You agree to get him dinner. You open up to the kid's menu. Your child is far too young for adult food. Chicken Nugger stares at you from the page. You don't understand. This last question comes in from Matthew Imaginary Jones. Uh, He asks, what's cracking? Cracking? Uh, Spelt with an N. 
what's cracking? What's Does cracking? that mean what's going on? Yeah. So why don't we take this opportunity then? I'm going to interpret this question as what's going on in your life that's not RPG related? What's yeah, going on? I'm glad you asked. On? What's going on with you outside of RPGs? Uh, got a nice day off today. You've got a nice day off. The sun is shining outside. Sun's shining out the window. So, um, in non-RPG related news to me recently, I had to have an MRI scan, otherwise known as dubstep machine. <laughs> and I went there, and uh, that was amazing. Have you ever been in an MRI machine before? Um, I've had, I can't, yeah, I think so, because I, I hit myself in the face of a hammer once by accident, and uh, I had <laughs> right. to go for a scan. <laughs> you had to go for a scan because you hit yourself yourself in the face with a hammer? Yeah, by accident. Hmm. You want me to elaborate? <laughs> Are you, no, I don't. I think I, I think it's better when you try to imagine what Yeah, well, yeah, you can work out what happens. I was at work. No, I don't want... That's, that's it. it. <laughs> Leave it there. Um, the thing is, I, a lot of people said to me, you're going to be scared when you go in. It's very claustrophobic. I thought it was wicked. It reminded me of like some sort of sci-fi machine. Being in a spaceship. Yeah, I loved it. That's cool. I thought it was wicked. It's your bag. Yeah, it was well good. It was that. It, it reminded me of being swallowed by a big sci-fi worm. Well, there you go. Did it feel like you was travelling through dimensions? A little bit, yeah. Sweet. I thought it was wicked. So did you have to go M- again? MRI scan. I did, yeah. <laughs> when, when, it, when it was over, I was like, put me back in! Yay! And I tried to crawl back in the machine. They were like, Mr. Hunt, you're, it's finished. You're like, no! I'm like, fuck you! I started kicking him. I want to go back to the future! Get No! <laughs> it's my home now! <laughs> you bitch! I'm a robot! Um, sweet, there you go then. So MRI that's, MRI, scan. that's what's cracking. MRI scan. Nick hit himself in the face with a hammer. Once, that was a long time ago. No, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, what else is cracking? How hard must you have hit yourself? Pretty hard. Fell off a ladder. So you've. Oh, here's what I think happened, right? You fell off the ladder. Yeah. Right? And on the way down, you thought, curses, I'm such a fool. And so you hit yourself in the face with the hammer <sighs> as punishment. Yeah, that's it. Right, good. Nailed it. So I want to thank everyone for the electro letters. Mm. There was um, two questions in there that we didn't get to. The sole reason being that we're saving those for another time. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much for the questions and thank you very much for getting in touch. We always appreciate it. Yeah, it's the shout out. Okay, so uh, this is the se- shout-out section, right? And we want to shout out, right? Right. <laughs> Shut up! Right, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, listen. we listen, right? Because we, we're a couple of geezers, right? We want to shout out our good friend. We we call him Richard, right? But you can call him Richard too, because that's his name. Yeah. Right, so that makes right. sense. Yeah. And his second name, right, is uh, Woolcock, right? Mm-hmm. And he is the official Tabletop Twats winner of Best Damn Goblin Game 2017, yep. Yep. right? We'll see what happens in 2018, but... Um, Everything to play for. You know, because you know, it might move on. You <laughs> never know. But this year, he's the winner, and he wrote Saga of the Goblin Horde, which is a great game. So we want you to go over to www. No, we'll put a link in the description. Yeah. So go over to that link and go check out his game because it is amazing. But he did a let's play of it over on the Wild Die and it is fucking wickles. It is very, very funny. So yeah, it's very funny and I think it's it's quite short. It's an hour long and it gives you a good feel for what the game's like. So if you're undecided as to whether or not you'd like to be a little green guy, go listen to that because I think it'll make your mind up and you'll know then that you're true calling. You may have been born a man, you may have been born a woman, 
But in your heart, you're a goblin. Mm-hmm. We're all goblins inside. Exactly. Uh, or gremlin or bugbear. Yeah. But uh, our second shout-out is to Zovia Maps. She is yes. a woman of mysterious origin. She is a wanted criminal. She's killed people. And now she makes maps and lives in a swamp. Incredible maps. Incredible maps. Probably some of the best maps out there on the market. Um, but are they on the market, really? Sort of the black market. Can you find them? Yes, you can, because they're on Patreon. They are on Patreon. Which is the black market, really, because the house keeps getting bloody stolen. Mm, don't, yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, go on to Patreon and go on to this link, because you can get a bunch of maps for... Well, would you say... Let's Actually, let's do a quick calculation. Podbot? Uh, we just want to see how cheap are Zovia's maps, please. Cheap. Yes, they're dirt cheap, actually, and they are some of the most high-quality maps out there. Probably higher quality than you'll find in any of, any of the shit that Paizo's putting out, or Pinnacle, or White Wolf. <laughs> Piece of shit. But <laughs> Zovia's maps, they're like... They're, they're oh, like, man. They're as if they descended from the heavens themselves. And you can get those for the mere low price of £1 a month, and she releases map packs... So frequently, it's unbelievable. And she's a mean map making machine. Mean map making machine who kills people professionally on the side for spare fun for a dollar a month. Exactly. <laughs> and what more could you ask for? So go over to that link, which will also be in the description. Sling her a pound a month and get those bloody maps, or she will actually murder you for a laugh. You hear? Good. Good. And um, disclaimer: she might not do that. No, but although she probably will, so be careful. Yeah. Hey, Dubrovsky. Hey, what's up, man? I bought this woman in on charge of a 1749. She's been making maps without a license. Get off me, you scumbag. I haven't done nothing wrong. I only want to make maps for D&D. Shut up, bitch. You know what you've done. Anyway, I've handcuffed her, so I don't think she'll be getting away anytime soon. Oh, fuck, okay, she's getting away. Imagine that you've listened to this show and you want to get into contact with us. You think them guys, they sound alright? They sound alright, and maybe you'd like to chat with us. I want to know what they were eating for dinner. Well, you can get in contact with us because we've got all sorts of contact info. First of all, starting with a email address, which is tabletoptwats at gmail.com. Podbot, what's Twitter? Tabletoptwats at twitter.what? Error, 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 error. Needs more reboot. Oh, Jesus! Needs more coal. Let me unplug. Needs more coal. (laughs) I'm gonna unplug that. I'm gonna put more coal in it. I forget it. Right. So you can get in touch with us on Twitter, which is at Tabletop Twats. You could also get in touch with us on Google Plus, which is. Uh, it's good. You just go to Google Plus. Just go to Google Plus. You put our name in, we will pop up. Uh, but you normally we're hanging about the nose international. Facebook forward slash tabletop T, or you can go to Tumblr. We don't know how it works. Okay, yeah. Or you can give us a call. Just if you've got my phone number, just call that. Um, <laughs> so, so we always like to give you a thought to ponder on until the next podcast comes out. Something to uh, some sort of mind food, just Something to sprinkle, that you can process, and digest. Yeah, just to, to, just a dusting over the brain. To uh, yeah, to think about, and uh, yeah, that will basically keep you busy until the next podcast. And uh, this will be no exception. Um, so this week's thought is, hey, who that? Who that man? And <laughs> so uh, yeah, that leaves one thing to be said, and that particular thing is a word that, when uttered, 
it basically will connect us all and will connect our brains like a like a link cable for the Game Boy Advance. Like a circuit board, energizing. And that word is Chicken McBloody Bosch. Locks. Good bike. Yeah, that was good. Put airs on your chest. Yeah, thanks, man. Ugh. Well, I guess I better go and save this fucking guy. I would, like I said, I would help out, but the bar and all. Yeah, it's fine, man. I'll, I'll go and just, I'll go and save him. Cheers for the grog. See you in a minute. Anytime. You're a good, weird little thing. See you later. <laughs> That's is that any way to speak to a guy? What's wrong with you? I say it affectionately. Whatever, man. See you in a minute. Bye-bye. Take that! Oh! And a, one of these! Oh, ow! And this, you little oh, bitch! Man. Oh! And this is for beating me in a game of town! <coughs> no more, mummy! Shut the fuck up! No! You never beat a dwarf in a tame game of town! Not the face! Shut up! Oh. Ow! You bitch! Ow! Oi! Cut it out. Eh? Leave him alone. Um, Listen. You little you little midget men. You shouldn't be beating that guy up, okay? He's, he's I was going to say he's half your size, but he's twice your size because you little midgets are tiny little midgets. <laughs> oh, mate. Sorry, it's just that it's so easy to pick on your size because you're little bitch boys, all right? Uh, uh, so so why don't you pick on somebody twice, like maybe three times your size because I re you really are dwarves. I don't mean to interrupt. Yeah, I'm trying to save you. No, I, I appreciate that. I'm, I just wanted to draw your attention to the fact mm -hmm. that you're actually a human and these are two dwarfs. Yes, exactly. So I could easily beat them in a fight. Well, well no. actually, um, me and my brother here, we could easily take you in a fight. I... Yep. No, I, I don't think so. I mean, you, you guys are, are like little midget dwarf guys. I can't... So leave that kid alone or I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. Um, well, we're gonna beat the fuck out of you, mate. Aye. And you better back off, or you're gonna lose your face. Alright, let's go. Let's go, you motherfuckers. Come on, bring it on. Um, uh, again, uh, you know, I really appreciate the, the what you're doing for me, but I, I, it's quite important that you appreciate the danger you've actually put yourself into now. Okay, wh what do you mean? Do you're gonna die. How? These guys are dwarves. Exactly. What do you mean? They're tough as old boots. You're fucked. He's right, you know. Aye. Well, fuck a doodle do. Let's go. Yeah. Kick him. Yeah. Kick him in the face. Yeah. Right, yeah. 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 One of those. And oh. this is for calling me short. Oh. Aye. Just Even just though I'm sort of am. Bitch boy. See you later, you little bitch. Stupid bitch. Oh man. You weren't wrong about those guys being tough. Well, I did warn you. Yeah, but like. I thought because they were so small and that. I but they are dwarfs. That was the key thing I was trying to convey to you. Dwarfs. Yeah, I know, but like, I thought. I thought because they were are so you short. New from, are you, you're not from around here, clearly, are you? No, I mean. 
No, I'm not. I'm, I'm pretty far away, but I thought, like, because of their height, that they would be, I would be able to, like, kick the fuck out of them. It's almost like kicking a rock. Yeah, I, I get it now. Okay. You don't have to explain it to me now. I just got the shit beaten out of me. Come on. Uh, wait. For, now you're kicking me while I'm down. No, no, I'm not at all. No, don't. No, come on now. Don't be like that. I am actually in your debt. You, right. Well, well, I was taking quite a bad beating, as you could see, and you came round and and took the beating for me, and, and they hadn't actually gone to work on my nuts. And, well, and they were gonna, they were gonna go straight for the nuts. They were, they were threatening to, but then you turned up and took the beating for me. Now I have a life debt to you. You see. <laughs> well, it seems. So, so, so now I save your nuts, and now you have to work for me until that nut debt is paid off. Well, see, Brown, it's is never paid off. Never. No. And that you works. saved my life. Well, until you die. And 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 it works that way for for everyone in this world. Yes, it's common law. That's pretty. That's pretty dumb. Okay. Well, when you say you it out loud, I suppose it is. Oh, well, but, but cool, man. Because actually, I need a favour from you. Oh god, sorry. I'm just, just getting up is pretty hard. I, I need, I need, I need two favors actually. First oh. of all, I need you to buy me a grog. That can be arranged. Well, I don't have any money. They took all my money. The dwarves. Ah. Okay. Well, I got a bit. So, okay. First of all, I'm gonna buy you a grog. Let's go to the bar. Um, I'm gonna tell you something. that's gonna, that's gonna blow your mind. Okay, Nige. Night on me. I'm from another world. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, what's, why are you saying it like that? You stick out like the proverbial sore thumb. Okay. Well, I thought you'd be more surprised. I mean, isn't that amazing? If somebody if somebody walked up to me and told me that, I'd probably I'd be a bit more amazed. Consider this. Go. I'm from another world. No, you're not. You, you. you look like everyone... Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Look, anyway, it's not the point. I need to go... I need to go back to my own world, okay? Indeed you do, otherwise you may pet die. And also, I don't want to be life dead in for too long. I've, you know, I've got some tiles to play. Yeah, you've got some stuff to do, okay? I understand. So my point is, I need to get back I need to get back to my own world, okay? Agreed. And I've heard that you, you can do some magic. So I need you to open up a portal and get me back. You know, I'll go after I finish my drink. That's fine. But I need you to get me back to my own world. So if you could just, you know, open up a portal, get me back to my own world. That'd be great. Just just open up a, a portal? Yes, please. That'd just be... like that? Yeah, that'd be great. Cheers. Um, just... Here's, no. the, here's the thing. Go. I, I can't... I don't do portals. I'm a peace lock. <laughs> um, what do you mean, a peace lock? Like like I say, I'm a peace lock. A I make peaceful things. I can grow a shrubbery. I can, you know, make people enjoy ice cream. I can make people want to hug a tree. Nice things. Um, but like, what's... Portals? No. No. That kind of... That kind of dark magic. Only kind of people that would be capable of that would be... The necromancers. Well, where can we find the necromancers? In the north, of course. Well, where are we now? In the south. Is anything... Is anything in, in this world easy? Is anything? I mean, that's that's a pretty deep question, and so don't bother even answering it, really. I mean, the grog. Okay, yeah. Let's just drink the grog. I hate my life. You'll be fine. No, I won't. Probably not.